Do you like that countdown? I've never used that before. That was a lot of fun. I did not expect the music. The music was a fun bonus. I'm so happy that happened. Um, anyway, everyone's um, favorite real estate agent is here. I am here with Sarah Dawn, and we're going to talk about the experience of dating as a trans person through the very real, very serious, very sober game of never have I ever, because we're not going to be drinking for it. We're just going to be doing the put a finger down version of the challenge, if we even feel like it, because we're not being competitive. We're here because we love each other. Anyway, <laughs> um, I am going to get Sarah in here, and then she's going to talk more about herself because she's probably better at doing that than I am. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank how are you? Oh, you're so so welcome. Thank you so much for being on. You uh, you have this like fantastic ability to like make somebody blush just as you introduce them. It's, oh. uh, it's pretty crazy. You do a very good job of talking about people. You don't have to uh, worry about that. Thank you. I love people. People are my favorite. <laughs> That's actually one of the very first things that I uh, I kind of learned about you when I met you uh, at the Pegasus when we were doing comedy together. Just your your like passion and love for people, your big bright smile when you see friends. It, it's just fantastic. Thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about me making people blush. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we are about to talk about dating, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you like me? Yes, no, question mark. Are there really any other options? Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oof. I'm just going to rehydrate because my body requires it. Ah, yes. Redeem those channel points now to make Ray hydrate. <laughs> For every like, I will take a sip of water. <laughs> wow. There oh, yeah. Go. I'm going to run out of water. <laughs> Luckily, that's impossible. Yeah. I I can see a giant lake outside my window. I think I'm okay. <laughs> All right. So, as um, previously mentioned, we are here to play Never Have I Ever. Have you ever played Never Have I Ever? I have never. <gasps> You've never played Never Have I Ever, so this is your first time ever playing Never Have I Ever. I've been in groups that have wanted to play Never Have I Ever, uh, but we've never actually gotten to start. Oh, wow. That, I feel like that is everyone's first experience with Never Have I Ever, is never playing Never Have I Ever for the longest time. And then when you do play, you're just like, okay. But, um... That's why I like my version because everyone wants to talk about it afterwards. Every, every where it's just like, never have I ever fallen out of an airplane. And everyone's <laughs> just like, Sasha, what have you done? <laughs> oh, nope, next question. It really gets conversations started. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm 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 always that person in like the group who's just like, oh, icebreaker games, yes. Radical Ray, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I think I was like a pastor in a past life or something. <laughs> I mean, you do have a uh, Bible uh, board game in your house on yeah, your shelves. <laughs> yeah, it's um actually my um Satanist roommates. So 
you know, you can't see it. It's too dark. So I should, uh, my frame's fine. I, I, I just want to tell this story because I am an old person. So as everyone, I'm sure, was very heartbroken, um, last week we did not have a show. Um, the reason for that, aside from the very serious political climate, that was the real reason and not the story I'm about to tell. So anyway, um, Tuesday night, I was multitasking with my laptop, which you are inside right now. So this is actually the view you would have seen. Um, so, <laughs> and I was holding a thing of vegan macaroni and cheese and it was delicious. It was made from cashew sauce. It was probably the best I've ever made because of course it was because of what's about to happen. Um, our dishwasher has this thing where like, if you don't like push it, it doesn't latch, it'll open again. And I had my headphones on because I was in a call. So I, I'm putting dishes away and making mac and cheese. I'm on a call with my girlfriend. I'm just like, I'm a master of multitasking. I am God. And I turn around and I just fly across the fucking room as I trip over the dishwasher and hurl the like mac and cheese against the wall. And it like slides down. Like it was, it was a cartoon fall. And I, um, I, I got a concussion. So I was, um, I didn't go to the hospital until Thursday. Oh, goodness. Because, wait, or Friday. Thursday, yeah, it was Thursday night. I went to the hospital um, because I was. it was just like a few days of me just being really disoriented. And I was like, I think something's wrong. And then, like, like my um, when you get a concussion, it, like, pulls, like, your back shoulder blade muscles, too. So yesterday, I was, um, I made a whole bunch of chili. Um, thank God it was before I attacked myself. <laughs> and, um... And so I, I make this, um, I, I pull out this big pot of this big Tupperware container of chili. And as I go to put it on the counter, I pull my shoulder. And as I go, ow, my shoulder, my shirt strap pops open and I'm just like, hello. And um, as I go to react to my titty, I drop the chili everywhere. Oh, goodness. And I hurt my shoulder. So I'm going to keep stretching because this just happened yesterday and my shoulder still really hurts. It's been a week, is I, what I'm I saying. Tell, yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm. I'm such a clutchy. Like. Like. I. I feel like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. I. I, I feel like I. I want to like defend myself. Like, no, I'm not that much of a klutz. And then, like, I broke my ring light because I tripped on the air, like, forty minutes ago. <laughs> Only you can have something like that happen. You'd think so, but um, my 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 other half, my 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 best friend Christine, is the kind of person who cut her finger on clay the first day of art school. Like was bleeding everywhere because of clay on clay. Oh my goodness! Yeah, like I'm. You you say only me because you have not been blessed with Christine. <laughs> Oh gosh, I was. Oh, we had. Oh my gosh, we, we're having a show. I will just keep talking about me and my romance with my friend. <laughs> Speaking of dating, never have I ever made out with my best friend in front of. Oh my god, in front of my future boyfriend while he had a crush on her. Oh wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. <laughs> That's a thing. Um, <laughs> I'm a good friend. Anyway. So we are here to, um, speaking of appropriate, important things, we're going to talk about the experience of dating as a trans person and why it's different than, um, well, 
why it's different than the cis people. Because for them, they don't have to think about any of the things we're going to talk about, in my um, assumption, of course. Uh, for this, I was originally going to like dress like a cis woman and, and like do a comparison thing. But then I was just like, is that disrespectful? Is that appropriation of their culture? <laughs> and then but like, the real reason I didn't do it is because what is gender performance? And I didn't want to. Right. And I also, I pulled my shoulder <laughs> <laughs> because I just, I didn't want, I physically did not want to put a wig on. I mean, the, the blazer is, is fitting for you too, right? You're the host of the, uh, the show. Mm. It's very appropriate. I like it. Thank you. I love blazers so much. I have, um, I have the full rainbow except for my green one doesn't fit me. Oh goodness. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't have a purple one because purple is this purple's my favorite color, so I'm very picky with what I get that's purple. Mm -hmm. <laughs> purple so, is a yeah. is a difficult color to match with with things, but mind you, we've already uh, established that uh, I mean, you can wear any color and and that's just your your skill and your ability, so <laughs> Yeah, I, I get the, that with my hair, with like makeup colors, everything. I am, um, it's because of my- A True chameleon. Of my color. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's because of my, my tones. I'm just a for, I'm just very fortunate. I just like, I have a warm neutral tone with bright eyes. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, and, and dark hair. So I'm able just to get away with things. It's just like, like, it's just literally like, I just, Whatever. I'm. I'm not an autumn. Ah, when I was in. Yeah, when I, I was in. Yeah. When I when I was in school for makeup, um, we were doing like like autumn. Lately, we were doing like the seasonal things, and I stood up, and everyone was just like, and everyone was just like very confidently said a different answer, <laughs> and I was just like, oh no. <laughs> I stood up like thinking like, I'm an autumn. Autumn's my favorite season. And I look like an autumn. I look like the person in the picture. It's gonna be awesome. And they were just like, nope. No, I'm not. Because like, because of the red, no, I have summer eyes, um, an autumn skin tone and just dark hair. But my hair is whatever. <laughs> I'm, gonna stop I'm gonna stop talking about how beautiful I am. And let's talk about you and how beautiful oh, you are. <laughs> That that's a difficult one, and and it actually I think ties in uh, quite nicely to our topic of dating as a trans person. Did I do purpose? The <laughs> transition. <laughs> Let's uh, transition the conversation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so so, like, as a trans person, we we tend to struggle with a lot of the same things that cis people struggle with, just in kind of different ways. And appearance is a big one. Um, we tend to have uh, expectations that we're not used to. Uh, many of us, especially if you're you're dating, uh, kind of early into your transition, um, you've got these barriers that like, you're you're still trying to get used to and trying to get uh, acquainted with yourself, and so trying to project yourself with confidence and, and attract a, a partner uh, is compounded by all these issues of self uh, acceptance that, that we're still trying to go through. We're still trying to figure out. And I mean, I dated before, didn't have any, any real issues. 
Uh, I used to always tell people that um, I used to be the, the kind of person who would have uh, a new girlfriend shortly after uh, a relationship broke up. And that's yeah. not my experience anymore. Um, you know, you, you have these dating pools that just shrink, right? Especially if you come from uh, already a, a cis-hetero dating pool, which is the yeah. largest dating pool in our society. The, the moment that you transition, you're looking for partners who are comfortable with, uh, with dating a trans person, whatever their identity might happen to be. Um, and then if you happen to be a, a trans person who is also gay, then you're kind of shrinking that dating pool even smaller, right? Because now you need somebody uh, that is comfortable with your identity, comfortable with your gender, and comfortable with dating a trans person. Yeah. Right, and we haven't even talked about surgeries and we haven't even talked about you know, the state of, of one's body. We're, we're simply just talking about what it's like uh, to, to escape the cis-hetero pool and to, you know, dive into uh, the trans dating pool, mm -hmm. the, uh, the queer dating pool. Um, when I came out, I had a conversation with my friend Catherine and I told her, I said, look, I need to do this. This is the only way I'm going to be comfortable with myself. But I know that it's going to be difficult to find a partner because I'm literally leaving the largest dating pool. And I, and I was an attractive masculine person. Um, and I, I was kind of jumping into something, you know, unknown waters. Uh, I didn't know if, if people were going to find me attractive or uh, if they were going to enjoy my personality or enjoy me as a woman. Um, and then to later find out that my sexuality changed. And although I thought I was a lesbian my entire life to find out that uh, in fact, I'm bisexual, trying to date men as a trans woman is a whole extra level that I don't know if we want to get into just yet. Um, but there's there's issues that that our potential partners have to deal with as well, uh, stigmas, and uh, you know we'll we'll toss out the the word toxic masculinity. Um, mm -hmm. There are certain hurdles that, as a trans person dating, um, you know, the, the, there's the issues that we have to deal with, but then there's also the issue the the issues that our partners uh, have to work through as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's there's just like I feel like I'm like I'm still learning so much and I've I've been trans for two years. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's still baby trans. I know I am baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still like like I just changed my name. Like I'm just I, I'm I'm not legal on anything. Actually my doctors don't dead name me anymore. There you go. But then I went to get blood work done yesterday and I was just like, yeah, my name is dead name. Of course it is. I would have been thinking about it. They were just like, what's your name? And I was like this. And they were just like, we believe you. And I was like, you shouldn't. 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> actually, a legitimate, you know, uh, story that that pertains to this. I just got a phone call about an hour ago confirming an eye appointment uh, that I have tomorrow. Um, and for those of you who don't do eye eye appointments uh, often, uh, they're every two years. And so they used my dead name, and I'm answering the call. And the, you know, obviously they're like, you know, is so and so here? And I'm thinking, I'm I'm quite sure I updated my name with your office two years ago. Why are mm -hmm. you still asking for this person that no longer exists? Um, and I'm I'm starting to stress because now I have to go to that office, and I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to have a hard time. Like I'm going to give them my ID yeah. and they're going to be like, hey, I'm here for my two o'clock appointment. And they're going to be like, you're not a man. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, you're, you're darn right. I'm not. Uh, but I also told you to update the information you had for me two years ago. So, you know, this is on you. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that when you're on the phone with them, they made a note and that that won't be an issue again. Oh my God. Like, like the, the only issue I had with, with me changing my name was they spelled it wrong. Oh goodness. <laughs> so if I only. appreciate the a sentiment. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it's it's going to be uh, definitely an experience. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I hope it's a good one. Mm, thank you. You're welcome. Imagine if I was just like, oh, I hope so. That'd be just. Sometimes I just like think of an alternative reality where I'm mean. <laughs> I can't even fathom that. <laughs> oh, it's like it's just like like weird brain where I just like like imagine if I just said, I hope you have a bad experience. Oh goodness! Like it just just things like that. I have a bad day. Like just chaotic evil Ray. <laughs> Thankfully, does not exist. <laughs> no, I'm just chaotic good. I'm so chaotic though. Yeah. Anyway, let's begin our game. <laughs> 18 minutes in, and we're starting the show. Everyone, thank you for enjoying us, and also thank you for that information. Um, the, the introduction segment to <laughs> Never Have I Ever. So, Never Have I Ever had personal information demanded or expected of me before or during a date. Do we drop a finger if it's happened? Yeah, if you have, if if it, if it has happened. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, do you have a story to go with that? <laughs> I mean, every date usually tends to uh, start with like some information required, right? Like, um, I I think we're kind of adding an extra like log to the fire if we if we talk about polyamory as well, right? And mm -hmm. so. When you're when you're potentially dating a new poly person, which uh, I am talking to new people, one of the the personal questions is like, who are your partners? Um, especially with COVID times, like, what's your mm -hmm. what's your circle like? Uh, how many people do you interact with? Uh, do you like a lot of these are safety questions, but they tend to be personal in nature. What what's your sexual health like? Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, what genitals do you have? <laughs> yeah. 
those are all those invasive questions and some of them are, are appropriate. Some of them are not. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, with polyamory personally, uh, I, I think it's kind of okay when, when somebody wants to know, like, how many partners do you have? Right. Because if I was the one asking that question, I'm kind of making a decision whether I want to engage with somebody who has seven different partners and may not have the time, you know, to to invest in building a new relationship with me or or something of that nature. You know, uh -huh. thankfully, it hasn't happened. But, um, you know, it, it's kind of nice to get a, a sense of like how they do poly, how they date, you know, what their their lifestyle is like. So, yeah. you know, I would kind of expect everybody to have had personal questions asked before a date. Yeah, that that's why um, I also use the word demanded because demanded. of that, like demanded, because um, yeah, basically I I intended I because you are absolutely right in um, the fact that yes, you're allowed to ask questions because dating is getting to know people and like I, I love like like um, like I am polyamorous as well and I will have like like my partners will be like like oh is it okay if I ask you this question and I'm yeah. Yeah, like especially with me, I'm such a gossip. So I'm just like, like I want to know what you're up to, not because like I want to know what you're up to, but just because like I just genuinely want to know what you're up to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's always like like that fun line of just like, am I pushing too much, or am I am I still like adorable and nosy? <laughs> I th I think that's actually a good clarification because if the the question is, have I had any questions demanded? Um, mm -hmm. I don't think they're ever stated that way, right? Like they're never framed in, in such a, like, if you don't answer this, I won't, except for mm -hmm. perhaps the sexual health questions, yeah. um, which I don't generally date with the, the idea of like sleeping with the person on the first date. And I mean, those questions tend to come up just prior to instead of you know before you meet for the first time yeah so like you know i'm not saying that that it can't possibly happen where i go on a date and we have a great time and then you know the the questions asked well do you want to come over uh for the night kind of thing but that's generally like once you've established that connection that's generally when those questions uh come up but yeah. i mean dating as trans <laughs> brings up so many of those like you know you need to tell me what genitals you have otherwise i'm not dating you mm -hmm. and that's yeah. probably the biggest one that that's kind of invasive and i could probably classify it as uh, a question that has been demanded of me mm -hmm. yeah i i've had it too where i had um i had a boy over um, this was like like the first time I or no the second my second polyamorous relationship I was living with a partner who was like away for several months and I had a boy over and like my partner was trans um and so like we had like trans flag trans poster po like things is like trans women are women and like I have trans shit in my trans room and this was <laughs> I was trans when I thought I was a woman and I. Um, so I, like, I have this boy over, we're having a good time, and he starts to get a little fresh. And I'm just like, oh, no, thank you. Just because, like, I just genuinely was not in the mood for sex. I still suck his dick, but whatever. Like, that's just me. <laughs> um, and then I, like, sent him on his way. Like, we had a good time. And I was just like, 
I hope to see that fella again, golly. And then he sends me messages being like, are you a trans? And I'm just like, so I was, why do you ask? Oh, I was just like curious because you wouldn't let me touch you. And I was just like, oh, um, remember when I said I wasn't in the mood and I didn't want you to touch me? That was that was the extent of my reasoning. There was no secret ulterior motive. I just didn't want to have. And he was just like, well, I think that it's unfair that you would have withheld the fact that you might have a penis from me. Whoa, okay. So like, I'm just like, what, what am I supposed, just, hello, welcome. I, I may or may not be trans, but I will let you know. I'm surprised that like the trans flag and all the other trans stuff in your home didn't take him off to the fact that somebody in that home was trans. Yeah. And like, That's little strange. did I know that two people in that home were trans. There you go. I, I, is, is that a topic you want to talk about? The, the whole, like, do you have to disclose if you have a penis when you're a trans woman? Like I have, I, I have tons of opinions about that. Go, go ham girl. <laughs> the answer is no. Uh, a person does not have to disclose that information. In fact, a person does not have to disclose whether they're trans or not. Uh, a person gets to decide what information that they want to disclose. Uh, the, the reality of, of somebody's medical history, which being transgender boils down to a medical history, uh, for many of us being trans is not as much a part of our identities, and for some it is. Um, for some of us, it's just a, a portion of our lives that we go through, just like any other stage, any other uh, you know transition, if you will. Because we always transition, uh, you know, through ages, right? We 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 go from being twenty to thirty, and thirty to forty, and, and those kind of things. So, uh, being a trans person does not entitle other people uh, to that personal information in our lives. And so, my the way that I've always handled dating has always been to withhold that information up until the point where I felt the relationship might get intimate. Yeah. And so like, you know, when I'm when I'm putting up my profiles on dating apps and, and those kind of things, I don't mention that I'm trans. I don't mention what my genitals are. Mm -hmm. uh, those that that information is is private um, and typically only shared when I've established a connection with somebody and I trust them. Uh, because I mean, for, for many of us, you can go on a first date and there's many reasons why we might not be compatible. It doesn't have to be the, the, the fact that we're trans. It could yeah. be our political stance. It could be, uh, the, the way that we see issues in the world. It could be, you know, you don't recycle plastics. Like why, why, why does it have to be that trans people have to disclose this very, important information, very private information. And the, the, the fact that society applies that on us, yeah. I think is, is more of an issue than a trans person withholding that, that information. There is no trickery. There is no, uh, you know, being deceitful or anything like that. 
It's just simply a, a need to know and other people do not need to know. Yeah. There's nothing absolutely. wrong with dating a trans person. There is nothing wrong for a cis male, straight male to date a non-op trans woman. The existence of their partner having a penis does not make that person gay. Like mm -hmm. there's just so many other issues and other um, topics that we can branch off to uh, just by by starting with that statement that you know you you would be asked whether you would withhold you know whether you have a penis or not like that's that's so improper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> So I, I love how much you like web out when you speak. The only, like, honestly, the closest I have to a complaint is I'm just like, oh, that's close to this question and this question and this question. Oh, well, we'll talk about it anyway. Because <laughs> I'm still gonna ask them. <laughs> yeah, no, please do. Uh, I, I would like to know your opinion because uh, of course you see things slightly different, right? And so mm -hmm. when you're dating someone, um, is your identity, is your your being trans, is that something that you tell people right away? As a non-binary person, when it comes to, like, I can't hide. If I want someone to use my pronouns, I have to tell them. So it's just like, if they ask what my genitals are, like, honestly, it is a great way to web, like, to weave people out. I, cause when I, when I first started dating as a non-binary person, I was afraid I would like go through like a date or two with someone and be like, oh yeah, I like to use they, them pronouns. And then like I dated, end up dating like some of these garbage men who would just like tolerate it while I was around and like refer to me as like whatever they wanted while I wasn't. Mm. And um, <laughs> for friends watching, it's not even the bad one that you thought it was. Ha, I've dated lots of garbage men. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a whole other topic. Yeah, I like that we lost someone. I hope it was the garbage man. <laughs> That'd be funny. <sighs> this is not to discriminate against uh, uh, actual... Um, I was going to do something very witty there and I lost it. Oh, um, no. Hi, what is it? Oh, hashtag not public, all men. Public service uh, workers. Oh, PSA. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh. But like actual garbage men. Oh, the the yeah, official word for that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I think it trash dis um trash disposal, garbage disposal. Oh uh, no, there's there's another. There, oh yeah, there's like a like, fancy like long term. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I I. I was watching at home. <laughs> I failed. Google it. That was a witty uh, opportunity. See, this is why stand up is actually something you do like in your own time, and you write the joke, and then you rehearse the joke. It's not meant to be done. Uh, off the cuff like this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I started with with improv, so I'm just like, yeah, that's what people do rehearse. I, I'm <laughs> totally one of those assholes who just like, I just like write the order of what I want to talk and then I screw up the order and then I fix it and then come off being like, well, that show wasn't what I was expecting. So maybe it was bad and everyone's like, no. <laughs> I am on, on a, uh, and in the Al Val episode, um, one of the questions um, when we played Truth or Dare was, what is the worst you've ever bombed? Oh, goodness. And I've never bombed. That's awesome. 
knock on wood, but it's just, it's just like, cause like, I know it's going to happen. Like everyone bombs, like it happens, but I just like, it was just like, I just felt like such like, like that conceited asshole just being like, I'm good. But it's just like, I think I've just been like, I think I've just always been lucky, honestly. Like I just, whatever. <laughs> I, I get good crowds. It's awesome. There you go. But, uh, um, I don't think I answered the question because I just kept talking. Um, no, no, I think you did because because you I said did. that your your identity is a very visible one, right? Like, yeah, I especially with pronouns. Uh, for instance, mm -hmm. my boyfriend uh, and we did have a conversation over titles and pronouns and, and these kind of things. So they are non-binary, uh, mm -hmm. but okay with the term of boyfriend. Mm -hmm. um, they had you know had to kind of come out and and tell me that you know we, we had to have that that conversation of, of pronouns and so uh, i i completely agree that you know if you want your pronouns respected as a non-binary person who doesn't use uh binary pronouns then you you kind of are outing yourself and yeah and you're hoping that a person has uh enough respect for your identity to to be able to be comfortable with that right mm -hmm. why somebody would jump from you know please use they them pronouns for me to what's in your pants i don't understand why That's does it matter priority right why does it matter if we're just talking about going to get coffee yeah i always love when people are like yeah but you know you're like really a girl right no, really? that's really the point, actually. And and uh, how how is somebody coming to that, you know, that determination? Like, I I love kind of going down those rabbit holes of like, okay, yeah, well, like, what what is truly, a girl? What truly does define a woman? And then mm -hmm. they're like, oh, um, 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 because any any topic or any uh, point that they try to make the answer is always, well, there are women who don't have that, or there yeah. are women without that capability. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the answer to, well, what truly does define a man and what truly does define a woman is impossible to answer. I love that answer. <laughs> what defines a man? Um, I think a man does when they say they're a man. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Never have I ever wondered if it was a form of internalized oppression when someone didn't want to date me. Oh boy. <laughs> um, always. Always. Uh, it takes a long time to get comfortable with oneself as a trans person, to no longer take rejection and to think that you've done something wrong by existing. Mm -hmm. um, to, to expand on that, like I said, I went from being uh, hetero, um, cis, you know, mask presenting, uh, dating women to being a woman dating women and the challenges of, of being sapphic and being, you know, a woman loving women, you, you see all the, the memes and, you know, women 
are just so much more affectionate towards each other, uh, even when it's platonic. Uh, mm -hmm. It's so hard to to find out whether somebody actually has feelings for you because those feelings can be misconstrued. Whereas uh, when you are in a hetero relationship, a cis-hetero relationship, a lot of times those feelings are very uh, apparent. Yeah. Uh, the the actions, the, the forwardness is very apparent. And so um, it, it's... It's taken a long time uh, to get comfortable with myself, to, you know, potentially out, not out myself, but like put myself out there, um, be bold and, and to tell a woman that I, I have feelings for them. And then to have them say, oh, I'm sorry, honey, I, I, I like you as a friend. Like, you know, we're just mm -hmm. friends. And I'm like, but the way that you hug me and kiss me on the cheek and like all these things, it's like, wait, you don't like me romantically? Like, what is this? Right. And mm -hmm. then you start to think, okay, well, is it, is it because I'm trans and, and do they, you know, are they actually, you know, interested in me? Um, there's a lot of, of marginalization, even within queer communities too. Uh, unfortunately, there's there's a lot of uh, room for queer communities to grow, and trans people face discrimination even within parts of the communities that that they belong to. So, for instance, in the the uh, lesbian community, when I was a part of that, there were many women that I would match with, and and we would get into conversations, and I I have quite a few conversations that led to uh, intimate pictures being shared. And, and, you know, there would always be the, the one kind of question like, you know, Hey, if, if you're comfortable, you know, can you send me a picture of your vagina? And it's like, well, before I, you know, go and send you a dick pic, uh, I need to tell you, right. Like, cause I, I said that I don't usually uh, come out as a trans person until it gets intimate. Um, you know, at that time I was, I was pre-op. And so I would let them know that, you know, Hey, I don't necessarily have the bits that you expect me to have. And so, uh, you know, I need your consent to, to send these pictures and you'd get ghosted. Mm -hmm. And like, it's so shocking because you, you think, well, they liked my profile. They liked my pictures you know, obviously the last 24 hours of conversation, they, they appreciated enough to get to this point. So why is it that my genital configuration is the, the breaking point, right? You know, mm -hmm. even, even within um, queer communities where you would, you would think that uh, queer people are a little bit more accepting. And there is a lot of change happening um, within like the gay and, and lesbian communities, there is a lot more acceptance for trans women and trans men. And so that's a, a great thing to see. Um, how's your experience as a non-binary person? Um, this one is, um, sorry, I got distracted by a cat falling. <laughs> Whoa. 
he has the zooms. He just ate, so he's just like really hyper, and he's just been running back and forth. And I'm just like every now and then I like lose my train of thought because my cat does something cute, and I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So I find that. Um, sorry, it's you're asking like, like, do I find that when um, I reveal my my um my physical attributes how people respond or how is it different for you as a non-binary person in uh in the i, I guess in the dating world because uh if i understand correctly you also date all genders correct yes yes i'm uh, yes i'm pansexual i um my mom once um when my mom found out that i was um poly and pan um coined the phrase um you name it rail fuck it <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah gotcha like, proud like they will fuck anyone and and like but she was misgendering me while saying it with pride. And I was just like. Just so close. We were almost there. Oh, she's also like, like, um, like, oh God, at, at her birthday a few years, a year or so ago, she was um, like two of her friends were just gushing about what like a beautiful woman I've grown up to be because they hadn't seen mm -hmm. me in a while. I and she just like, like turns around and goes, she's a they. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom. I was just, like, I just, I was just so happy. I was like, you didn't agree with them, but you didn't agree with me. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> but um, yeah, I um, I, I do find that um, I'm so sorry. Uh, I just completely just lost my train of thought. I. Okay. My ADHD meds have 100% worn off. I have had a long day. <laughs> let, let me ask just... the question then. Thank you so much. <laughs> when you are dating, uh, okay, do you find it difficult or different uh, when you date a mask person versus a femme person? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I find um, masculine people treat me as a woman. Um, it's just like, it doesn't matter what I do there. It's just like this kind of like, I am man too. So like I try, um, I, I don't like to say I'm not dating cis straight men anymore, but I will say that I have had enough experiences that have made me skeptical about the idea of dating them because I am aware that they specifically are viewing me for certain attributes that may be things that I'm not comfortable with and they don't understand that. Mm -hmm. So like when it comes to me and my own genitals, um, it's 50, 50, my comfort level. So it's just like, sometimes I'm fine with it. Sometimes I yearn for something more. Mm -hmm. And, um, there was just like this experience where I was like, like fooling around with one of my, Former the, the the boyfriend that you met actually um, the cis het man the the cisest headest man anyway um, so we were fooling around and I just said something about just like 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 oh I just wish and he was just like why why would you want that for yourself 
just like because I I like the idea of it. It's exciting to me, and it makes me feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Oh well, it's just like he just went into a tangent. It was a very uncomfortable situation, and I kept dating. <laughs> uh, my standards are better than they used to be. I promise. Yeah. It's so funny because like like right now I have like like two very healthy great partners who are amazing and like because of like my history of having like shit partners I'll just be like like yeah I have shit taste and they're like hey and like, well you're fine <laughs> so yeah. we have um we have repeated the I struck gold um comment a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah just so you know like that has not gone away <laughs> good 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 yeah. Uh, I find in my personal uh, experience, because I've only started dating men recently, so I only started dating men about two years ago, uh, I started kind of exploring my bisexuality. Uh, I used to joke that I'm a, you know, like, (laughs) uh, I'm bisexual, and to me that means that I swipe right on all women and guys named Chris. Yeah. So... It's, it's not every man. It's not every cis man. Uh, typically, mm-hmm. I find that queer men uh, are a little bit more educated, uh, a little bit more accepting, uh, don't usually have the same hangups that cis men do, and mm-hmm. don't usually care, you know, what uh, gender or, or body variance your, their partner has. Um, Women are much more accepting. Uh, they just kind of want acceptance and love and care. Um, and especially queer women tend to be some of the, the easiest to start relationships with, uh, not necessarily the easiest to continue them with, um, but there, there's not the same kind of hurdles to getting into a relationship as there are kind of with, with cis men. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't usually consider a cis man unless they've shown that they understand uh, the, the struggles that women go through in society, the struggles that trans people go through in society. And if they can show me that they kind of do understand their their place uh, when it comes to uh, privilege, then then I will consider dating them. And uh, there hasn't been a lot of people that I felt that comfortable with. In fact, mm-hmm. my, like I said, my current boyfriend is non-binary. Um, they're, they're fantastic. Um, but they've also kind of gone through that uh, exploration of privilege and, and uh, of stature within society. And so they understand a little bit more about what I've gone through and mm-hmm. uh, the marginalization as a trans woman that that I've experienced. So, yeah, yeah, it's like having someone who can at least reflect and have some form of connection through your experience is so. Like, you don't have to have the exact same things as your partners because that's impossible and silly. But like having a way that you can connect like with like, like with my girlfriend who's a trans woman and I am non-binary so like we we connect 
through the fact that we both have a trans identity, but there are aspects of her identity that I don't understand. And there are aspects of my identity that she doesn't understand. Mm -hmm. But then um, there are also aspects of both of our identities that her cis wife doesn't understand. But then there are parts of their relationship that I don't understand and that's just polyamory. <laughs> and I'm just, uh, I'm just so happy with my situation right now. Sorry. I'm so yeah, I'm I'm just so gay. I can't help it. <laughs> In all the senses of the the word. Every sense of the word. Yeah. Um, shall we continue on? I think we've only gone have we only done like two? Yes. We're good at this. I'm so glad that I have ten. We're not gonna get through all ten. <laughs> but um Unless everyone wants to stay here for like four hours, because I think we will just talk for four hours. No, we, we could, we could, yeah. But we won't. Even though, like, as um, I have some episodes that are like two and a half hours, <laughs> but I'm trying to get better. But Ray, because... I have a date right after this. <gasps> so do I. <laughs> <laughs> the world of COVID, all dates are online. I know. It's just like, I don't have to do any. Is it a date? I don't know. I have a call. A call with something that I hope turns into a date. There you go. <laughs> if they're watching, that's embarrassing. I hope that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> the one time you catch my show. Yeah. <laughs> Never have I ever been accused of changing someone's orientation. Or changed someone's orientation. No, can't say, can't say that that's happened. Yeah. <laughs> I have definitely experienced being in a relationship with someone and confirmed their orientation because they broke up with me. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I mean, but that that's kind of the nature of, you know, transitioning while you're in a relationship. You, you have one of three possibilities, either your partner uh, is okay with your transition and, and, you know, is still attracted to you, still wants to date you, um, or they break up with you. I guess that's only two options. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's a 50, 50 opportunity or, or chance, but uh, you know, when you're a trans person dating, uh, if you happen to be doing that during a relationship, it's it's a, a, a toss-up, right? Like your partner could be comfortable with it in the early stages, because especially if there's medical transition involved, um, actually not even just medical transition, it can be any kind of physical transition, whether it's uh, a presentation um, or medical transition a lot of times your partner is still attracted to you until those changes really take effect. And especially with like presentation, right? Like one of the first things that uh, trans mask people typically do, uh, not in all cases, but the hair goes away, right? And so mm -hmm. if you're dating a person who was attracted to you and your long hair was one of those features that they were attracted to, as soon as that you know, goes away and, and there's a more generally mask presentation, well, maybe the, the physical attractiveness isn't there anymore. And so they, they decide that that's not a relationship that they want anymore. Um, in my situation, the, the more that I started looking feminine, 
the more my partner realized that they were not attracted to women and therefore did not want a relationship that involved being with a woman. Mm -hmm. So those are, those are other things that typically trans people experience more so than cis people. Not in every case. I'm thinking of a few situations that uh, revolve around illness that um, can be quite similar to what trans people experience. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess like a change of job or moving, like anything that like uplifts and changes your life, but will have a huge impact on a relationship. But um, but specifically with, with one's appearance, uh, yeah. cancer comes to mind. Right. The oh yeah. Of, of hair. Uh, I I have friends who had uh, alopecia, uh, lost all their hair, and and you know, a lot in our society, a lot of women's beauty is tied to their hair, and uh, I've heard of situations where their male partners have left them because they weren't as attractive as they used to be, and that I think that's a horrible reason to end a relationship, mm. but it happens, and yeah. Yeah, because people are um, worth more than their appearance. That's yeah. The hot take of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it transphobic to not want to date a trans person? Uh, ooh, okay. So we have to break down that question. Okay. Is it transphobic to not want to date a trans person? Yes. Not so, but to clarify, you are not required to date a trans person. Full stop. Mm -hmm. The reason why we have to break down that question is because it's a little bit more nuanced than that. It's the same thing as, is it racist if I do not want to date a Mexican person? Yes. Is it racist if I don't want to date a black person? Yes, full stop. So when applying those same, you know, we've already established that it's racist if you don't want to date a person of a specific race, then if you don't want to date a person who is trans, it is transphobic, full stop. Mm -hmm. the, the issue that we most people, um, when they bring up this topic is if I am dating somebody who I did not know was trans and they come out to me sometime later, typically within the first few dates, but may not always be. And then I say, well, I'm so sorry, but I don't want to date you. That's usually what we have a problem with is that this one aspect of, our lives, again, like I, I stated earlier, which is most of the time just a medical reality. Um, if, if not wanting to date a person because of their identity or, or their uh, being trans is the reason why you're not dating them, then that is transphobic. Um, generally though, it's not so much the, the the reasoning that the person will give you when they break up with you. Mm -hmm. They'll usually find some other way 
to say, you know, this relationship isn't going to work. I've rarely heard people say, oh, well, I just won't date any trans person because that's a, that's a, that's a hard statement to make, right? Yeah. Like, or, or to say, well, I don't find trans people attractive. Well, have you met every trans person? No. Then how do you know that you don't find trans people? Yeah. I know yeah, so many people who are very attractive. Two of them are on this show right now uh, who, you know, people do find attractive and do want to date. And, and like, you, you can't just make blank blanket statements like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think when it comes to this idea, it's, oh, um, I'm going to say my thing and then we'll look at the comment section. Uh, <laughs> I, I knew as soon as you started talking and I just, and knowing that she's watching, I knew she was going to make a comment. <laughs> oh, I don't even see the comments. Oh, you don't get to see the comments. Oh, okay. So um, I, I've just gotten excited. So I'm going to do this now. <laughs> Great breakdown of that question, Sarah. I appreciate you getting the nuance of it because I feel like it's often misunderstood on both sides of the debate. Rebecca Banky. Uh, I am familiar with this person. Oh, are you? Yes. <laughs> it's it's not like it's difficult to to just like I said to just boil it down to one thing. Typically, this question uh, is relevant when talking about somebody's genitals because somebody like you usually the question is framed well if i'm attracted to women but i don't want to date a woman with a penis is that transphobic and i have a very um uh, I, I don't like my answer to that is not necessarily the correct answer to it And I know that it usually strikes up uh, some some heated debate. Uh, I believe that that is transphobic because the only women who tend to have penises are trans women, and you are essentially making a blanket statement that you will not date a pre-op trans woman, and so therefore that's transphobic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see. Um, like, like, like it's it's one of those things where like I don't want to tell anyone that you have like you have to be attracted to someone with a penis but it's when you verbalize it in the way of saying i won't date trans women or i won't date a woman with a penis it's just just say you don't like sucking dick tom like it's fine <laughs> like... <laughs> and and so that even gets a little heated because a lot of people will say oh well it's a genital preference and and that's fine so i want to preface this by dating is uh discrimination like you you discriminate anytime that you uh look for a partner because we all look for certain things in our partners we all uh make decisions based on one versus the other and and so we say well i'm, I'm not gonna date that person because i don't find them attractive or i don't like their personality or whatever dating is just inherently discriminatory uh there is a difference between something that is socially acceptable to say, oh, well, I have a genital preference, I don't date people with penises, versus uh, something that we deem not socially acceptable by, you know, like racism. Um, those are kind of things that, or, or rules that we've determined uh, are acceptable. The, the issue that I have is 
like I said, most people will say, well, I will not, like I'm attracted to women, but I will not date a woman with a penis. Like, so, so basically what you're saying is that you don't date trans people. Um, mm -hmm. My other question is, is, is like, at what point are you finding out if this person has a penis or not? Like, have you already established that you're attracted to them? Um, you know, have you gone out on a few dates? And then, you know, the moment that you want to sleep with her uh, and she reveals that, you know, she's pre-op, is that the moment that you've decided that you're no longer attracted to them? And why are you no longer attracted to them? Is it just the penis or is it the fact that they're trans? Like, mm -hmm. like you, hiding behind a genital preference is a way of trying to deflect the fact that you're being discriminatory. Now, the, the issue with that, and it's the same as, you know, accusing somebody of being ignorant. That's not necessarily a bad thing. We mm -hmm. generally assume or, or generally assign transphobia with, with a negative thing, right? Like, or racism with a negative thing. Just stating that somebody is racist is not, is, is not the, the bad part, right? Like it's a statement uh, and cause for reflection. And so if, if we mention that having a general a genital preference when you typically would say, well, I'm attracted to women, just not women with penises, well, if we establish that that's transphobic, being transphobic is not, like, society deems it a bad thing, but it's just an opportunity for reflection. Do you want to be that way? Uh, do you have any underlying insecurities that you you would have to work on and like i'll talk about my my own experience uh, i dated a trans woman a few years ago and the the first thing that crossed my mind was very problematic when i kissed her and and the first thing that crossed my mind was oh this trans person showed me their pre-transition photos and all i can think of is i'm i'm kissing a guy well so that's not their problem that's my problem. Mm -hmm. I had insecurities that I had to deal with. Was it like, because clearly the person in front of me was a woman. I could see them as a woman. It was only the fact that they had shown me prior pictures and made me believe them that, that this very mask looking person was also them at one point. It was only that that caused me to kind of question, you know, what I was attracted to, whether it was men yeah. or that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And I took that as an opportunity to reflect and, and to realize that dating trans people is not like a horrible thing. Um, but I did have to break down some of my own insecurities. I had to break down some of the, uh, the things that, my parents and the church when I was growing up in the church, uh, the things that they specifically told me were appropriate, I had to break those down. I had to question them. And I think a lot of that work that I've done to myself or for myself is what led me to realize that I am actually bisexual and, and that I am attracted to men as well as women. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I'm so happy that you've been able to come to that realization and like, it's been a journey and it's, it's a hard one. So amazing. Right. The, 
it, it's a it's a topic that I come from from a trans woman's perspective, and so typically when I'm dating men, and I can see that you know they're affected by by uh, toxic masculinity, they've been told all their lives that being gay is the the worst thing that could possibly happen, which you know it's not, mm -hmm. um, and the moment that they experience or, or that they know that their partner has a penis, like the, the first things that kind of flash through their, their thoughts is, oh, well, does this make me gay? And I've been told like, this is not a good thing. And what are people going to think? And it's just, like I said, that's why it shouldn't necessarily be like uh, something that, that brings up defensive responses. It should be something that brings up uh, a desire to self-reflect and to figure out what insecurities do you have? You know, why why do you care if somebody thinks that you're you're dating a trans woman? Um, hmm. I'm doing that thing where my mouth is faster than my brain. And so like, I, I want to say things because it's, it's, I'm heated and I'm, I'm excited about this topic, but like, I don't want to misconstrue the point that trans women are women. And if somebody else sees a cis hetero male dating a trans woman and thinks that that's gay, then that's more a reflection on them than a reflection on you. Uh, you know, there's, there's issues with that, right? Like, obviously that's not gay because you're dating a woman. What genitals that person has does not change your, your orientation. Mm -hmm. And so there's there's so much to unpack with a statement like, is not wanting to date a trans person transphobic? Yeah, it's it's a big question. And like, I, I knew you wouldn't um, be able to like, your, your answer is fantastic. I um, I'm surprised there wasn't a PowerPoint with it. Um, <laughs> I expect it next time. Okay. <laughs> I'll remember. But um, I think we're going to do one more question. How's that? Do you feel good about that? Yep. yep. Okay. Going to peruse the options because I've been doing them out of order. Oh, good. Okay. Never have I ever questioned my sexuality because of dysphoria. I feel like it's very close to what we were just talking about. So I wanted to expand on it a bit. I was afraid to date penis people, people who have penises, uh, I think because of how much I hated them when I had one. Does that make sense? Um, yes. When you say, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, when you say them, do you mean men or the actual wiener? And then I realized you meant the wiener. And, yes. Yes. Because because that relates to even pre-op trans women, right? Like when I was dating pre-op trans women, uh, I was still kind of dealing with some issues, mm -hmm. and I've come to to a point where those don't bother me anymore uh those those issues um and now i'm i'm more than capable of dating men and 
uh, other folks, so non-binary uh, and trans women, uh, pre-op trans women. So uh, penis havers, whatever you want to call them, um, it's fine now uh, because I've already gotten over my issues with it. Yeah. So yes, dysphoria can cause even us to kind of question our own sexuality. Um, and for a long time, I, I don't know if it's necessarily just dysphoria because I too had to deal with toxic masculinity. I, I was raised in it. Uh, and so even when I came up or came out, I had a conversation with my father and I said, well, you know, um, I'm kind of exploring my sexuality. I'm, I'm exploring my identity. And he says, well, are you transitioning so that you can have relationships with men? And I mean, that's a, that's a silly thing to, to think that, you know, one would have to transition to, uh, to a woman just to be able to sleep with a man. Like that's, that's not a thing, right? Like I wanted to retort and I wish I had the courage at the time to be able to say, well, no, if I wanted to have relationships with men, I could have just been a gay man. But my issue at the time was that I wasn't a man and I needed to kind of fix my own gender uh, issues and, and become more uh, comfortable with who I was before I could actively uh, open relationships with with people and, and to be able to respect them the the way that I should be able to. Yeah. Yeah, having um, like struggling with yourself is a hard um, way to struggle with how you love other people. And like, that's not saying like, you can't be in a, like, like that concept of like, you can't love anyone until you love yourself. Like that is so unhealthy. And like, you're allowed to be in relationships with people if you're unhealthy, if, if you are being unhealthy in the relationship that you should, anyway, that is not. <laughs> there are aspects of it that are appropriate and there's aspects of it that are inappropriate. I, I don't think that one person uh, could ever get to a point where they love themselves completely and then are capable of lo loving other people. I think that you should always be um, kind of re redefining or, or refining your love for yourself, right? Like you should always yeah. be kind of searching for that. Um, but you're right, like that doesn't um, remove you from viability as a as a, an appropriate partner. I was... Yeah. I was uh, fighting depression for much of my four-year relationship with my ex, um, you know, depression related to gender, which I didn't even know was the cause. Uh, but I was still capable of, at times, being a fantastic partner. Hmm. Yeah, I I can 100% like agreed and say like I did the same because like I am hella depressed and um like well I'm terrific. <laughs> <laughs> Both as a partner and just in general. Um and I'm um my my greatest qualities are my nurturing nature and my um my humility. Oh, of course, yes. Grand humility. Yeah, my, my, my humility is fantastic. <laughs> it's like the best. <laughs> so um, I have one closing question for you. Are you ready? Oh, yes. yes. 
Okay. I would do a drum roll, but I'm afraid I'll knock something over because I'm been so clumsy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now, Sarah Dawn, what should someone, an inexperienced dating a trans person know? Um, don't get too hung up over their transness. Um, I love it when when potential partners are just face value, right? Uh, the the one non-binary uh, person that I'm I'm dating right now, um, <laughs> they they admitted to thinking I was cis based on my my profile, and then when we added each other on Facebook, and they kind of you know did the whole like uh, Facebook creeping type thing. Uh, they realized I was trans and they're like, oh, well, that doesn't matter. I still think this person's great. Um, and like, they never bring it up. Mm -hmm. It's not ever an issue, right? Like they yeah. like me for me. And uh, I think that that's like the key to dating a trans person is like, don't make it a big issue. It's it's not, right? Like as trans mm -hmm. people, we will worry about it far more than we probably should. Um, you know, we don't want our partners compiling or compounding uh, onto that stress and, and yeah. Yeah, I I love that answer so much. Just like, just chill the fuck out about it. And like, um, be open, be understanding, be as supportive as they need you to be. Um, if, if they're still transitioning, it's a whole different answer than if they are just like done with it and it's behind them. And they're just like, it's fact, it's, it's something. And it's just like, that's up to each individual situation. Also don't play 20 questions with a uh, trans person. You know, we will warm up to you. We will, uh, you know, be willing to uh, offer information. I, I don't think I've found a single trans person who doesn't eventually want to come out to their partner. Uh, even the trans people who say, oh, well, I want to be stealth and whatever, like they they want to be able to share that part of their life with you. They just want to be comfortable enough to, to know that it's not going to be a big issue in the relationship. And mm -hmm. so, you know, like I said, I don't usually tell people I'm trans before the, the relationship's about to get intimate. Um, partially because I don't want to have to talk about it all the time. I'm exhausted talking about being trans, you know, uh, and, and if I'm only going for coffee, you know, one or two dates, whatever, I don't want to talk about that with you. I want to talk about politics. I want to talk about, uh, you know, where you stand on uh, whether cats and dogs are a better pet. Like just let's have fun. Let's have a, a cute date and, Treat me appropriately. Yeah. Perfect. Um, that was a beautiful close. I um, thank you so much for coming on the show and being um, vulnerable and open about everything, especially with like what you just said about like not wanting to talk about it. And thank you so much for talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Thank you for having me again, Ray. I know this was yeah. uh, a long time in the making and uh, I'm glad that we were able to do it uh, finally. And I, I hope to be able to come back on the show sometime in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I have special things that I will tell you about after I hit 
end broadcast. And then um, everyone else is going to be thanked because thank you all so much for coming out and watching us and listening to us. And whether you are watching us in the present now as we're live or if you are in the future and watching or listening to this as a podcast, um, you are loved. And I am so grateful for you listening to, watching, and supporting the show. Thank you all so, so much.